does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. All right, we got Joel Erickson, Colts beat writer for the Indy Star, joining us right here. Uh, Joel, we've had an ongoing debate. Just indulge us for a second. Are you Team David Lee or Team Sammy? Full body of work, when Joel. It come, when Full it comes body. to Van I'm Halen. A, I'm, a... <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I'm the wrong person to ask here. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know the, the. I don't know the body of work well enough. How about just when it comes to mind? You got anything for us? This is really important. <laughs> <laughs> Dane had a prediction which way you would lean here, Joel. I I I really I don't know enough about Van Halen's hey. Van Halen's library and what goes where to, to even even I'm I'm the worst resource on it. All right, screw the Van Halens. Hagar or Lee Roth, which one? <laughs> I really don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> what is it with you and badgering guests, Dane? I just don't. All right, flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> We're betting on your answer here, Joel. No. <laughs> what, what is your uh, your musical go to over there, Joel? What are what do you know a lot about? Uh, my favorite band is U two. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite band is U two. The Joshua, the Joshua Tree, or Rattle and Hum. Uh, so I think, I, I mean, I know it's the stock answer, but Joshua Tree is my favorite album. I, I, I'm really partial to war. Yeah. I like and, war. uh, I'm partial to war and I'm, I, I like some of the newer stuff more than a lot of people do. How many times have There's you seen them in concert, Joel? Uh, I've seen them four times. I've what? seen them four times in concert. Uh, I saw them in Dallas. I saw them in New Orleans twice, and once I saw them in Seattle. And uh, they had uh, they yeah. they when they were it was on the Joshua Tree tour, and they brought Eddie Vedder on to do a verse on Mother's Disappeared. Oh, that's good. Eddie and Vedder. his voice his his voice was so different for that song. It was really good, really yeah. really cool. You ever see a concert abroad, Joel? No, I haven't nope. either. No, never seen one abroad. No, you Dane. You ever seen Sammy Hagar in concert? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I knew he I didn't because he would have said clearly David Lee Roth. <laughs> leather, so, leather or blue jeans? Let's let's put leather pants or blue jeans. Which one? Blue jeans. There you go. He's a Hagar fan. That's unfair. <laughs> finally got him. It's He's locked in. Hagar. Uh, Joel, with this. Go ahead, Joel. What? How many people are going to say leather pants if you just ask that question? Exactly. <laughs> Who's hey, saying that? I finally got you to answer. You wouldn't refuse <laughs> totally to play unfair. the fifth. And then you came in like you too. The you too is so close to Hagarish. They're so Hagarish. <laughs> Are they? He did a lot more than David Lee Roth. What what is it about Bono and you two that's Hagarish? Just the, the the singing, the vibe. They're they're man's men. They're a man's man. They're for man's men. <laughs> And Joel's a football guy. He's he's all man. He's a man's man. Just like Sammy Hager. I'm not shocked he likes you too. I'm not shocked he appreciates Eddie Vedder. He's a so man's Joel, man. So, Joel, this Lamar Jackson stuff, man, is crazy, right? That's not why he's hey, on hey, here. Hey, hey, that's our job, Jimmy Cook. Oh, my, fault, my bad. Sorry. I thought Joel was on here for. No? We're, we're having fun with Joel, and we'll get to 
you know, this little detail about Lamar in due time. It's. What do you think about Lamar Jackson possibly being a Colt, <laughs> Joel? What do you think about that? Well, yesterday, so yesterday was wild. Yesterday was a real roller coaster here down here in Arizona because we, right as we're sitting down and talking to Shane Steichen, the Lamar tweets go out. Like, right, I think we were probably like two questions in. Uh, it sounds like John Harbaugh wasn't even at his seat yet. Um, so we, you know, I asked about him and Steichen didn't say anything. And then we asked Chris Ballard about him. And kind of surprisingly for me, Chris Ballard was, you know, said any time a player who's special like that, and Ballard doesn't, Special is kind of a buzzword for him in terms of like a real difference maker. Uh, you have to do the work on it, which made it sound like a possibility. And, you know, I, I do think the Colts are doing their work on him and trying to see if it's doable. Uh, but then, you know, late at night, kind of, especially late at night on the East Coast, we talked to Jim Ursay. And talking to Ursay kind of went back the other way. Kind of felt like it was it was less of a possibility than than, than maybe it sounded like from Ballard, just because... Ursay just sounds really concerned about what it would take uh, in terms of draft picks and salary cap space to build a team around him if you were to make the move for Lamar. So that they, like I said, a kind of a roller coaster where your interest level kind of goes up and then down. But I think ultimately it still seems unlikely. Uh, I do think it's notable, though, that Chris Ballard said we're going to do the work on him because so many teams have said yeah. we're not interested. Pete Carroll did it this morning. Like, there, there's... There's been so many teams who said that who just flat out said we're not interested at all. That's surprising to me, right? Like, I think it just makes more sense to say we're going to do our due diligence. He's a special player. Maybe nothing comes from it, but it makes way more sense to me to say what Ballard said instead of no thanks, not interested. It's weird to me. Yeah, I I, I don't really know why you would, especially if you're quarterback needy like some of these teams are. Um, I don't know if I don't really understand why you would do that either, other than just because they don't do that with other. I'm you know they don't do that with every player who comes available. Just kind of weird. And I mean, what Ballard said makes sense too. If it is doable, I mean, maybe you don't want to. If if the if the if the price tag is fifty million per year, you really are concerned about the price and about what that's going to do to your cap. You're losing the draft picks. Like he's probably still worth checking into it in case he doesn't get paid fifty million dollars a year. You know. Um, in case it comes down later and it becomes more doable, um, that was that was the second thing Ballard said was you know you have to see if it's doable and sometimes it is sometimes it isn't. Like I said, talking to Ursay made it sound like it it wasn't doable, but at the very least the Colts are are somewhat interested. Joel I, Dane Fife here. I I read your article. I read it this morning. I'm rereading it, and to me Ursay shut it down. He he said it without saying it. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't leave. He didn't leave a whole lot of room. You're no. right. Yeah. Now. Look, Lamar Jackson, I'm sure you've seen how this story is written, the, the whole thing with QBs and free agents. Um, what What is Lamar Jackson up to if he's not simply just trying to get um, a bigger contract? Do, do markets play a role, the different size markets? I mean, like in basketball, it's New York, L.A., and maybe Chicago if you want a big market, if you want a market uh, – I- I don't think I don't think it's that because it doesn't really work that way in football. I mean, two of the biggest stars in the NFL. I mean, one of them is about to come to New York, but two of the biggest stars in the NFL were for a long time. The two of the most ubiquitous commercial guys have been Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, and that's Green Bay and Kansas City. In the NFL, if you're a premier quarterback, it almost doesn't matter where you do your stuff. I think with Lamar, it just comes down to it comes down to the contract. But the thing about the contract is, people always miss this. It's not necessarily. It is about the money. But it's also about a um, respect factor. Like, 
guys want to be paid the most because it's a sign of that they're one of the best players in the game. That's that's a lot of times the motivating factor yeah. for getting over it because because you know I mean at the levels of money that that Lamar is talking about. It's a lot of money either way, you know, but the the respect factor and I got a bigger contract than that guy. Therefore, I'm clearly better than him does play a significant role. Do you see a scenario where Lamar Jackson goes back to the Ravens? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the Packers did it with Rodgers. It it only lasted for a little while, but he was supposedly completely out the door and he played another season for him. And there's been reports that they're still negotiating with him. Here yesterday, basically every Ravens person who talked kept saying, you know, we we still want him here. We're going to try to do what we have. I think if they get to a, a number he wants to and he doesn't have something for another team, he's going to take that number and, and play out, play for him. What do you think, Joel? Come week one, what's your best guess? He's playing for the Ravens, he's sitting out the beginning of the season, or he's elsewhere? I keep – I know what he said yesterday – and I know how strong it sounds against the Ravens, but to me, I just keep thinking that ultimately he's probably going to end up there because this just, just, just doesn't seem like there's a big market for him right now. Yeah, You know, it's not like last year, like with, when Watson became available and there's four teams very obviously bidding for his services. Um, I think ultimately he's going to end up having to go back to where he was and they're going to end up having to pony up something. Feels like a maybe a three-year deal to me. You know, I don't know that the five-year deal comes. And uh, if he's wanting something shorter and he could hit that next window before he's 30, I think that might be where they settle up there. And I also think, Joel, it's like one of these deals, if it's a three-year deal, I think it makes it more likely that the Ravens would match it should another team offer him something. Yeah, and it's 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 maybe a little – it's it's hard to tell. Everyone's reported that he wants fully guaranteed contract. He's kind of tried to throw water on that uh, several times. But if it's a three-year deal, I mean, the, the Vikings did that with Kirk Cousins. I, I think it's a lot more palatable to an owner to do a three-year guaranteed deal because a three-year guaranteed deal is essentially what you would be doing if you signed him to a five-year deal under the under a normal structure where there's you know so much of it is guaranteed, so, whatever percentage is guaranteed money on these big contracts. That's usually kind of the first three years anyway. So I think if if it's just a three-year deal cutoff, I think then you can maybe fully guarantee it if, in fact, that is what he cares about the most. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't quite been clear on that, although all the reporting indicates that that's what he wants. Joel Erickson joining us here, Colts beat writer for the Indy Star. What do you think the chances are, if it's a three-year deal, that it's fully guaranteed for obviously more money than Kirk Cousins got, but fully guaranteed just like Kirk Cousins did? Well, uh, it, it, after, uh, Jim Mercer was asked about fully guaranteed deals yep. yesterday and was very against them. And I know that that doesn't play into it if he signs with Baltimore, but it, I do think that maybe that's an indication of where the league is on not wanting to pay those from an ownership standpoint. I don't know where the Ravens are necessarily, um, not not covering them, but it does seem like what they did, what the Browns did with Watson last year, is looked at around the league is. Uh, I can't believe you did that. I don't know if we want to keep doing that. So, but they might have to if they want to get their quarterback back. So it's, it's kind of hard to tell. It's, it's been a, it's, like I said, it's been a wild, it's been a wild twenty four hours here in, in Arizona. Yeah, real wild. What do you think about the Colts? Because this is obviously a major decision. And on one side, you've got Lamar. You have to pay him a bunch of money, give up two first round picks. Uh, if you go rookie quarterback. 
not as proven, obviously, as Lamar has been, former MVP unanimously, but he's cheaper. Might actually be better. Might be healthier, right? Like, he's going to make less in one year than Lamar would make in four years. So, I mean, like, when you look at all of that, what do you think makes the most sense for where the Colts are positioned? Well, I think uh, I'll speak after talking to, to Steichen and Ballard and Ursay yesterday. I'll speak from what I think, you know, or where I think Ursay was coming from. I, I thought Ursay pretty convincingly made the case that he wants to go the rookie route um, over over any veteran, including Jackson. And for some of the reasons that he just said, he talked a lot about you know, if you have a guy on a rookie contract, you can build, you can use the money to build the roster around him mm-hmm. um, and get it going while he develops into the kind of guy who can carry a roster. Uh, he said, he said, he said he's wanted a rookie quarterback since the, since Philip Rivers retired. Um, it, it seems like that's where the, it, it feels like that's where they're headed. And a lot of our conversation with Chris Ballard was about drafting quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks too. Um, so it, it seems to me like that's, that's still the overwhelming direction of the organization. I think they're going to look into Lamar Jackson, but the overwhelming direction of the organization is there's probably going to be a rookie quarterback and, and we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. What else has been most interesting to you over in Arizona at the league, at the owners meetings? Uh, Well, so we, we asked, you know, both Ballard and Ursay some questions about, you know, what they're comfortable with, because it doesn't feel like they're, it doesn't feel to me like they're in a going for it, Mode. I mean, I don't know that Chris Ballard or or say I. I think this is one thing that I want to get clear. There's always this talk about like Ballard's cap, Chris Ballard's cap philosophy, and is he like why isn't he spending more? Doesn't Ursay want him to spend more? In in the last couple of years of talking to Jim Ursay, I have not gotten that indication at all. He he spends a lot of time when he's talking to us talking about managing the cap well. Um, making sure you're not in cap prison. He said he didn't want to be in cap prison yesterday. Uh, he doesn't want to do some of these deals where they push money off the way other teams do. The, Ballard's cap philosophy is the organization's philosophy, which comes from our thing. That's this is it's all together. Um, so the lack of free agent stuff. It's it's. I mean, I, ultimately the GM is the one making the decision, but Ursay is behind it. Um, and then the other hard part is just to figure out, you know. What, what do they want out of this season? I, you know, mm-hmm. Ursay spoke a lot about being patient when you have a rookie quarterback because mm-hmm. he referenced, you know, Peyton Manning being 6-10. and 10, um, But it was clear to everybody that they were headed in the right direction and knowing that sometimes it takes a young quarterback. He also said um, that he, was, he thought the division was gettable and he wants to go for the division. He wants to win the first game. Um, and so there's kind of a – just kind of a, a, a both sides of it, you know. They 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 you, they know if you're going to have a rookie quarterback, you might not be super competitive right away because he might not be a fully formed. He's not going to be a not might not be. He's almost certainly not going to be a fully formed quarterback at that point. But he also you know spoke about wanting to win and compete and compete for the division. So it, it was a little. It came out a little unclear on you know is this a treading water situation? Well, they're hoping to get the quarterback. Is this a do they still does he still you know feel the way he felt last year about winning the division where he ha, you have to or there might be big changes um or is it or is it a okay let's wait and see what we have and it might take a couple of years it, it was a little bit unclear where, where they where the where the organization falls that way i think i think the way they've operated like the actions that they've taken in free agency letting people go i think would indicate to you that they're 
kind of comfortable treading water while you have a rookie quarterback. They're going to take it slow. Take it slow. One day at a time. Yep. I hear you. By the way, uh, before you get out of here, Joel, we appreciate your time. Going back to you 2 and Bono for a second here. Mm-hmm. Let's bookend it with music. If you had to wear those like blue glasses that Bono always wears, like mm-hmm. h- how many days do you think you could last doing that before it drove you crazy? Uh, I think I'd be fine as long as they, <laughs> as long as they, you know, just kind of shaded the sun a little bit. I think I'd be fine. I think. Colts I mean, beat I, you know, kind of a homer. You get it. You get a lot of you get a lot of questions, but I think I'd be okay with that. I'd be fine. Yeah. Maybe. What I really want is what I really want from him though is the first time I ever saw him um, was in Dallas in Jerry World and he had this laser jacket like it shot lasers out in oh, all directions. What? It's an aggressive for, uh, jacket. Wow, that's what you want for, huh? city of, for City of Blinding Lights. That's what I want. I want the laser jacket. How I don't far? Know what I would wear it to. I don't know what I would wear it to, but I want it. Like the balcony could get lasered by Bono. Like how much? How far did it stretch there? It was. It was like like it looked like he had beams of light shooting off of him. That's crazy, man! That's <laughs> wild. Imagine doing that in laser tag. <laughs> you kill it all the way from his all the way from his shoulders all the way down his arms, just shooting off. And they like, you know, he would like hold on to the mic and it would spin, and so like the the lights Jeez. would all spin. I gotta wow. check that out. That I'm gonna is, look that that's up awesome on YouTube, right Jerry. And you're in Jerry's world. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I wanted. I, I want the laser jacket. That's what I want more than anything. I love that, man. Well, hey, Joel. Great stuff today, man. Good visiting with you. Hope to catch you soon. Thank you, Joel. Okay, thanks for having me on, guys. Yep, thank you, Joel Erickson, Colts beat writer for the Indy Star. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at at and for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. All right, we got Bob Kravitz. Bob Hello. Kravitz on the line with us, columnist for The Athletic. Should we ask him about Pantera or Van Halen? What let's, do you think, Dave? Let's, let's, let's settle the score Settle here. the score? Bob's a man's man. Uh, Bob, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been weaving this in throughout the show here, man. Is uh, okay. Van Halen, are you a David Lee Roth guy or a Sammy Hagar guy? Oh, boy, that's not one I've given a lot of thought oh, to. Oh, it's such a chicken. <laughs> Uh, I guess Sammy Hagar. Yeah, baby! Oh, Bob, you got to put more thought into this, man. What What was the thought process well, that led you to Sammy? Yeah, yep. And don't don't backtrack, Bob. I'm proud of you. Or the well, I've been to Cabo. Yes. <laughs> I, I went to. I that's think I went to the bar and got loaded. So uh, <laughs> <clears throat> that's why I'm going with Sammy. That that's as good a reason. Cabo's as where men go. It kind of sounds like how brackets are sometimes filled out. Oh yeah! Oh right. yeah! Go with the best uniform, the best logo. Yeah. And at, at this point, you're probably winning the whole damn thing. That's fair. Yeah, but like, you probably you've never done that, Bob. That's stuff that Brian does. <laughs> 
I, no, I, I don't go by the law. I go by I go I uh, use logic, and it gets me nowhere. <laughs> exactly. Look at the look at this final four. I mean, nobody's got any. Maybe UConn. Maybe some people have UConn, but. Hell, man, my 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 uh, bracket looks like a Rorschach test right now. It's uh, brutal. Greeny, right before us, Mike Greenberg was talking about someone was leading their office pool because she went with Miami because there's a pos- uh, there's a uh, popular social media influencer that oh. went to Miami, so that's oh. why she took Miami. Okay. And then she went with UConn because she watches First Take and Molly Caram. Went, went to, to UConn, UConn, and she's going to end up winning the pool. Well, I think Greeny's... Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Exactly, right? Well, I think she's lying because I think, personally, she doesn't want to give her... Her secret away. Her, her formula. No, I think that's exactly what her formula is. I went with Texas, and I was sitting pretty until they decided yeah, not to score in the last too. five minutes. I, I know. I had Texas in, in the Final Four, and it uh, it did not come out well. I'm... I'm convinced with this tournament, the more you know, the less the less you know. Yeah, is that I, exciting that. for you, you though, Bob? You know, but you don't, just don't know what that. You like it more that way, like the keep you guessing tournament. I didn't see this coming type tournament. I, I'm, you know, I was reading the story in the Athletic about how the um, the, the 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 ratings are probably going to be rock bottom on this final oh. four, and uh, I think that's true because people like brands, people like the Dukes and the Carolinas. And, you know, back in the day, the Indianas. But, you know, uh, I find this totally fascinating. And I'm curious, you know, Miami was really built with the NIL. And I'm curious how many of the other teams have a big NIL influence. Because I I wonder if we're seeing a kind of a changing of the the guard here. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, I agree. Nigel Pack, Isaiah Wong. This uh, Ruiz guy, who's kind of their sugar daddy, has taken the <laughs> nose for these people. I need a sugar and daddy. Darn it. I think we all do. We all do. Sugar mama, that would be cool. That's a good point. My wife might not go for it. Mine either. <laughs> hey, Bob, I'm, I'm thinking about your, your, your thought of how many teams were influenced, uh, to what impact has NIL had on each of these teams. UConn, not mm-hmm. really. Florida Atlantic, okay. Not really, and I don't think uh, San Diego State would be the one I'm not sure on. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not either. Uh, but clearly, clearly, uh, Miami, Miami has gone hard and heavy into it, and you know it's weird. You know, we 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 hold our noses when it comes to NIL, but the fact of the matter is, both Zach and Edie and Trace Jackson Davis made almost a million dollars right. last year right. uh, through the NIL. I we just. We just need, I think, at this point, to accept that this is the way it's going to be. What what strikes me, guys, is I thought that the 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 the, the powerful teams would get more powerful because of the NIL. But and maybe this is a one year anomaly. You look at this Final Four, and there are no power brand teams. It's all kind of the nouveau riche who got into this Final Four. I mean, these are teams that have never been there before. So, yeah, except for uh, UConn. So I, I wonder if the NIL is having the exact opposite impact that we all thought it would. I, I don't know. Well, think about this, Bob, because you still have – you've got COVID fifth-year, COVID sixth-year seniors. Right. I think that's played a major role in it. I do, too. But I, I do, too. And then to, to your point on, um, you know, is NIL impacted, um, you know, not just the big – 
big guys, but the the smaller pro. I, I think when it all shakes out, and you know the government gets involved and legislation's put in to, um, you know, keep everything under control, so to speak. I do think the the rich in the end will get richer and the poor will get poorer in a sense that the blue bloods, so to speak, that these these programs with not only huge fan bases but massive uh, alumni, alumni bases, yes, will yeah. will that, that, continue to dominate. Yeah, I I, I, I agree, and, and I, I thought that that's the way it was going to go. I I think this is probably a one year blip. You a lot know, like David Lee really Roth and Jump, a one-hit wonder. <laughs> false. One-hit wonder, exactly. But there are no pan. There no Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Bob. I like that. That's good. Bob is yeah. my soulmate. You know. Bob- oh God, I need to get a new soul. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Kravitz joining us here, columnist for the Athletic, here on the Fan with us. You know, Bob, I'm just. Are you surprised that the ratings go down? when it's not like the blue bloods because i'm thinking of it this way i'll watch pretty much anything if the stakes are high enough this is the final four this is for a championship in college basketball is a big deal like we don't care anything about swimming we'll watch michael phelps in the olympics you know what i mean like so well i I look at the final four it should i'm just surprised that the ratings go down as much as they do because i'll be watching it i'm surprised a lot of other people who are supposed to be college hoops heads aren't watching it Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The, the truth the truth of the matter is for fans who are not hardcore and we're, we're hardcore but for fans who are not hardcore they want brands they want yeah. the Yankees they want the Cowboys uh, they want uh, you know the New York Rangers whoever they want brands yeah you know playing for championships um, I, you know you, you look at uh, back in the days when the San Antonio Spurs were winning all those championships, the ratings were abysmal. Why? Small market, a great, great, great team, but not an exciting team. Um, you know, I, people love stars. I, I would bet you that the women, the women are going to have some of their best ratings ever. I'm not going to say they're going to do better than the men, but speaking for myself, um, I'm more excited to see the women's final four and a possibility of Caitlin Clark against Aaliyah Boston. Uh, UConn, or um, uh, yeah, what schools am I thinking? Uh, South Carolina and Iowa. Then I am the, 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 this men's Final Four. I mean, I'll watch both because I'm a sick human being. But you know, uh, I vouch for that. It, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
So, yeah, I just think people like brands. I think it's simple as that. How about those, uh, all this Lamar Jackson talk? I've been watching. How about it? Yeah, Marcus Spears on ESPN. He's predicting he ends up with the Colts. Some other people are predicting the same thing. What do you think about all that, Bob? Ain't, ain't going to happen. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. And I thought Jim Irsay said the quiet part out loud. Yes, he last, sure did. Last night, last night at the owners' meetings, he said that uh, he fancies himself as one of the old school owners, which he kind of is. And uh, they don't believe in, in uh, guaranteed contracts. And I got big news for you. The Pandora's box has been opened. Um, you can't put the toothpaste back into the tube if I can just roll with my cliches here. Um, there's, there's no way the Colts are going to pay $200 million guaranteed for Lamar Jackson, for Joe Montana, Bart Starr, or anybody else. Um, you can call it collusion. You can call it whatever you want. I think it stinks. Uh, I don't understand why nobody has a problem with guaranteed contracts in every other major American sport, but football, our most violent sport, where the average uh, uh, career expectancy is about three years. Mm. God forbid we have guaranteed contracts, at least for the superstars. And guys, you know, Joe Burrow is coming up. Justin Herbert's coming up. What happened with Deshaun Watson? Uh, The owners want that to become the anomaly. I got big news for you. Uh, Those guys are going to want guaranteed money, and somebody's going to pay it. Where do you think Lamar ends up? Right where he's at or somewhere else? I, I bet you he sits out. I bet you he doesn't play for a bit. That's what I, I think. I don't know. You know, I mean, uh, it, this seems to be at a at an impasse. I don't know what his options are, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, it, it's crazy to me that there are more people interested in, in Derek Carr than there are in, in, with Lamar Jackson teams went out of their way to say, nah, nah, we don't want the uh, 2019 MVP, a guy who's 45 and 16, and can uh, get us in the playoffs just by showing up. So um, that's kind of where we stand. How about the way the league is built, though, Bob, with, uh, you know, the salary cap? It's the secret sauce. It's parity. That's why the NFL thrives the way that it does. Uh, What do you think about teams not wanting to eat as huge of a chunk into their salary cap for a guy like Lamar, who once was an MVP, but his numbers have gone down. He's been banged up quite a bit. He stinks in the playoffs. What do you think about that angle of it, too? Well, let me just, let me just address the stinks in the playoffs. Do you know he's one and three, right? Yep. You know what Peyton Manning was his first four Uh-oh. games in the playoffs? <laughs> he's no Peyton Manning. Yeah, well, Peyton Manning was one and three mm. his first three years, including a 41 nothing loss to the New York Jets. I was there. Bill, uh, Bill Pennington, Chad Pennington uh, tore them apart. Um, Peyton did not win his first playoff game until the sixth year of his, of his career. Sixth. That was in 2004 against Denver Broncos at home. But he's also he the number fourth. one overall pick, and Lamar was 32nd. That makes a huge difference with what's surrounding you. You, you lost. There we go. Well, you, okay. Uh, you you kind of lost me there. Piss Bob second. off. No, no, no. I was <laughs> young up on you. I, I, I was deep in thought. I was looking for a song. Stop provoking music. Yeah. Ugh. No, I mean, look. I mean, Peyton. 
Peyton came in with a, a team that was three and thirteen the first year. Right. You know they they're thirteen and three the second year. I, I'm I'm not sure I'm following your argument. No, I'm saying that it matters. If you're the number one overall pick, you're going to be surrounded by less talent for years compared to a guy who was the 32nd overall pick. Yeah, Marvin Harrison, Edger and James. Yeah, eventually. Not for a little while. Well, Marvin was there when he got there. Uh, Edger and they drafted him in his second year when they went 13-3. and I mean, The other argument I hear is, well, you're going to pay this guy all this money and you'll have nothing left over for the rest of your team. Peyton Manning was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL for how many years? And somehow, somehow they still were able to afford uh, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Bob Sanders, and the uh, Edger. I mean, the list goes on. This idea, Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis. You know, you, the Kansas City Chiefs pay a, a king's ransom to Patrick Mahomes, and they're doing okay. They they seem to find the money to surround him. That's because he's player. Mahomes. He is. He's Mahomes. But, no, you're right. Bob, I, I'm a Lions fan at heart. Go I'm Lions. Sorry. Forward down the field. And Barry Sanders, he's like God to me. Yeah, uh, he is. He is. My, my thought, I've, I've always viewed the Colts organization as a well-respected organization, well-run, well-operated not always great. Where do you think the Colts stack up? How are they viewed amongst the league? Where do, where do you think they stack up in terms of the respect they have around the league? Well, I, I think during the uh, the decade of 2000, you know, they were a model franchise along, obviously, with the with the New England Patriots, who always took their lunch money, you know, uh, at uh, during the playoffs. But I think last year changed a lot of perceptions. Uh, and not for the better. I mm. think the way that the way that Jim Irsay meddled and got, got way too involved in the day to day, you know, mandating that Ellinger play for for uh, Matt Ryan and you know firing firing Reich and doing all those things. I think the general perception of the Colts has changed quite a bit. Um, just because of the last year, and that's kind of a shame because they've done. Jim's been a really good owner. Mm-hmm. He's been a great owner, but I thought last year, for whatever reason, uh, he kind of jumped the shark a little bit. Who wins it all in college hoops, Bob? What do you think? Well, uh, I'd love to see Dusty May and and you know just the whole Indiana connection, Indiana story. I think UConn is the best team I've seen. I'd agree with uh, that, Bob. We do. I I mean they've blown everybody away uh, in this tournament. Um, who their their best player? I'm, I'm having a um, was it Walker uh, Hawkins Hawkins. I'm sorry, uh, is a stud. Um, so I yeah I think uh, I think uh, UConn takes it. And uh, if you if you have a chance, if you read the Athletic, uh, Brendan Quinn has an amazing story about uh, Danny Hurley and his his struggles over the years. So mm-hmm. check it out. That's cool, man. Nice. Yeah. Uh, are you going to listen to uh, David Lee Roth later today or, or hmm. make a bad choice and go with Sammy? Maybe Black Flag. Let's get intense. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy's a man's man. Take your take your yeah. mind to Cabo and put on some Sammy, Bob. Uh, I'll, I'll do some I'll do some tequila and just just dance the day away. Just, just be that a is, man. That is well played, Bob. Hey, man, thanks for the time, Bob. Hope you have a good rest of the day. All right, boys. Take care. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Bob Kravitz, columnist for The Athletic. 
Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. We got our guy Matt Norlander, CBS Sports, college basketball writer. Um, Matt, do you dabble in um, the NFL? Any strong takes on Lamar Jackson versus Peyton Manning before we get into college hoops? Or we've been just bare-knuckle fighting this one out here recently. I'm hopping on the show to hear Fife talking about NFL quarterback. Yes. No. Yeah. No. I've just I chimed in and said he he got he got he got whooped by Bob Kravitz. No. Brian did. No. Tough, tough, tough scene. I am uh, the NFL and college basketball are my two favorite sports, and I'm wow. a huge Chicago I'm a huge Chicago Bears fan. So being uh, from the East wow. Coast. Okay. But, you know, parents were born in Chicago, raised there, and I lived there when I was younger. So uh, it feels good for the Bears to have a better quarterback than the Colts for, like, the first time ever. So, <laughs> Hey, Nordy, you got to settle this, okay? Um, we're talking Van Halen. Uh, yeah. David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? Which one do it's you a, go with? A debate, okay? This is, this is DLR the whole way. Oh, I told you he would be David Lee Roth. I told you that he would be a smart man. I knew it, Matt. Hagar's got the better voice undeniably. David Lee Roth is Halen. He is the essence of the band. The band was never the same without him. What? Yes. Right now. Hey. There's no tomorrow. Matt, you are so right. That is perfectly stated. The essence of the band. Fun obnoxious, anything goes at all left when David Lee Roth hey, Matt, left. Fun factoid. David Lee Roth was born in Bloomington, Indiana. How about that? Where was that? Where was uh, Axel Rose born? Oh, man. I have no idea. Pasadena, what? California. I have no clue. I thought he was from Indiana. Skid, <laughs> Skid, Skid yeah, I think you're right. I think he is. Oh, man. Indiana's. Hopefully he's from South Bend. I don't know. Claim something. Matt, we had Hummel on earlier. Um, I got the downgrade. Lafayette. Yeah, it was down. It's from Lafayette, Indiana. Wow. There we go. What's there we the go. problem with the Big Ten? Why can't uh, they? You're no, you're no longer coaching in the league. That's basically, fair. I think that's the essence of it. Yeah, fair. no, it's fair. And it's what the people are talking about on the streets, for sure. Um, <laughs> I, uh, this is, I mean, this is a question that has loomed over the region that you sit in right now for easily more than a decade. Um, it's not, in my opinion, it's not the coaching. You cannot convince me it's the coaching. The coaching is too good. Um, it's uh, from a league-wide standpoint, it is as good of a conference to play in venues, fan support, fan attendance on a certain level. Maybe it's the style of play because it's undeniable that you know, from a national standpoint and talent-wise, the Big Ten hasn't registered in the top three leagues in terms of NBA picks drafted or guys in the league. So maybe it's a little bit of that. 
There is a little bit of randomization with this as well. The Pac-12 doesn't get this question nearly as frequently, and the Pac-12's drought is longer. Arizona in 97 was the last team. In fact, if San Diego State wins this whole thing, it will be the first team in the Pacific or Mountain time zones to win a national championship since Lou Olson and Simon Says Championship got it done in 97. Uh, It's a fair question to bring up again only because here we are, we look up, Michigan State was the only team that broke through the second weekend, and they almost had, they almost had it. I was at the Garden there, but you know you got the National Player of the Year on a one seed with a coach who is regarded in the industry as a top ten coach, and they are the victim of the second most notorious loss, or at worst the third most notorious loss, along with UMBC, UMBC over Virginia and Chaminade over Virginia. Purdue and FDU is right there, uh, so it is a bit vexing. And this is going to continue to be a theme until someone finally breaks through and wins a national title for this conference. I don't know when it's coming. I still think Izzo has the capacity to do it. I think Painter has the capacity to do it. I think I think plenty of teams in this conference are capable of doing it. It just hasn't broken that way. But I can understand why the frustration mounts when you look up and you're like, okay, so this is the year at CUSA, the Mountain West, and the, the worst ACC season ever. Miami still gets there. So I understand the gripes coming from Big Ten country. Hey, Matt, what is it about this year's Final Four that interests you the most? Uh, FAU being there and the idea that a program that has no basketball history, essentially it made the tournament in 02, um, and it like made the NIT one year, didn't win a game in either of those tournaments, so it hadn't won a postseason tournament at the NCAA level ever. And it's in Boca Raton, Florida. Its facilities get outclassed by – dozens of high school gyms in the state where you two are <laughs> right now and dusty may does this and it's uh the fact that college basketball can allow this i think is amazing i think back to like like this summer i'll go on the road i'll go down to peach jam and some other recruiting events and i'll walk into a gym and in that gym i could see john shire sitting near dan hurley sitting near tom Izzo, sitting near you know name your power conference coach and then four seats down you might have a second assistant from georgia southern you might have a guy from florida atlantic you might have a guy from the patriot league and everyone's in these gyms and uh, no one can see what the future holds but it is conceivable that all these guys from all different parts of the country at different levels and different points in their life making vastly different amounts of money, you can get to the biggest stage in the sport. And so FAU is the biggest reflection on that. Obviously, SDSU getting there is a surprise, Miami as well. But FAU's existence here is, is my favorite thing. You know, Matt, I'm thinking about this. Don't get me wrong. I like that the Final Four is different this year, that it's shake-up city, that it's not the usual suspects. I like that. But if you're – CBS, Turner, whatever, you're you're promoting this season's Final Four. What is your best sales pitch with these teams specifically? You have uh, the Cinderella story of FAU. You have, uh, if not an outright blue blood, as close to it in UConn, four national championships, 99. They have a national broad appeal. Huskies carries a lot of cachet to it. You've got Laranega, who's the grandpa everyone will want to root for. He was there with Mason, hit 73. He's still doing it. And, uh, you know, Miami, that that brand still, even though it's more football than basketball, there still is something to the Canes with all of that. San Diego State is more West Coast representation. We don't get there a ton. Uh, Defense, it's really defense first, defense second, defense third, maybe offense fourth with SDSU. Um, So it mostly is that, but you just embrace Embrace this for what it is. We got all blue bloods last year with Duke, Carolina, Kansas, and Nova, and now we get something a little bit different, and that's fine. We might look up in a year, and Kentucky has the best recruiting class. Maybe the Wildcats are back in the Final Four mm. next year. Maybe Duke gets back. Who knows? So, um, yeah, every tournament's got a different flavor. 
a different color to it, and uh, this one's just fine by me. Matt, final question, softball here. What's your favorite Final Four city venue? If it would be played in one place, same place every year, where are we going? Final Four. Uh, that's an interesting question, Fife. Um, softball. A lot of factors here. Um, I take into account if you're going to be there, uh, how badly are you going to dodge me? Uh, am I not getting the invite to the Wednesday night dinner? Probably a factor. Uh, in all seriousness, if it, if you made me, if you allowed me to pick, uh, this is this is just fake world here. I would put it in an actual basketball venue because that would be the best. But they put put it in a football one so everyone can get in there. So that's what it is. But I would have it in an elite basketball venue. So like, put the Final Four in Fog Allen Fieldhouse. You know, mm, man, there. Yeah. You know, that'd be that'd be incredible. But that aside. Um, my favorite Final Four city is New Orleans. Yeah. And if you made me pick one every year, it would be that. Although, get back to me in about four years because I want to see just how ridiculous. Can you – I mean, this thing is going to Vegas. We, are, <laughs> no, we already know what the Final Four is like yep. in normal cities. Yep. It's three years, four years from now, it's going to Vegas. Uh, boy, it's going to be – Can't fathom. Uh, it's going to be – it's going to be a scene, that's all. So, yeah, New Orleans would be – I would go New Orleans one. I would go. I uh, go New Orleans one, San Antonio two, yep. Yep. Indy three, and Vegas will be in that rotation once we officially experience it. Matt, can you just recap your brilliant argument on the behalf of David Lee Roth and against Sammy Hagar? Uh, there's not really much to recap. David Van Halen's best years, its best albums came with David Lee Roth as the front man. Yeah. Uh, you're talking to a guy whose first favorite song ever was Jump, 84. Mm. I was three years old. And while That's Van good. Halen still was able to to linger around a bit with, with Mr. Hagar, yep. it's just not the same. It's well, just not the same. It's a good word, he, linger. He, he, is, he is the emblematic representation of the ethos of Van Halen. How about that for some? <laughs> That's disgusting. Nordy doesn't remember the song right now, the beginning. I do. I, I, I do. I do remember right now would not be in the top 15 Van Halen songs. Oh, I love oh. it. I love it. You're on fire, Matt. Do you, you should write with for Rolling Stone with some of those adjectives right there. That's You're tremendous. Sick. Ethos. It's great right well, there. Tremendous. That's it. I'm done. Bye. He's got to go. <laughs> The next time you want me to come on a show with you, okay? I can't do this again. You got to, you got to do. This. <laughs> hey, man, appreciate your time, man. Hope awesome, you have a Matt. good rest of the day. All right, fellas, take it easy. Thank appreciate you. It. You too, Matt Norlander, CBS Sports College basketball writer.